Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is April 15th. Normally, this is tax day, but I believe today is also Good Friday. So the good folks at the IRS have given you and I a deadline until Monday uh, to file our taxes. And yes, I have yet to send off my big check, but it will be going out this weekend. Oh, lucky me. Anyways, a couple of more folks. we got to congratulate folks. Yes, we are still doing this contest. If you get your first or next rental property and one rental at a time helped you, YouTube channel, Instagram, website, Facebook, whatever it is, I want to hear about it. I want to mail you a card, and I want to include you in the numbers. Amy, congratulations. Your card is going out in the mail. And Saws, congratulations on your next deal. Both both cards are stamped, ready to go. They will go in the mailbox this morning. Uh, a couple of quick things to note. Looks like Ken McElroy, Ken McElroy of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad fame, uh, and a wonderful investor. I've read several of his books. He put out a video in the last 24 hours talking about the misery index. A, Ken, nice job. I thought you did a wonderful job of explaining it, talking about where we are historically. I thought it was very well done. But I got to tell you, I'm feeling myself a little bit this morning because we brought you the misery index months ago. We told you it was going to be important before anybody else was talking about it. The misery index is focused on the consumer. What do we study on this channel? Consumer, cost of capital, rental properties, all of that stuff. Misery index is important, and I fear it is going to get worse. Ken, thank you for blasting the misery misery index out to all of your subscribers. More and more people need to know about it. Again, it was created during the Jimmy Carter era, which was, generally speaking, not a good thing. So, not good. The 10-year note jumped yesterday. I reached out to Matt, the mortgage guy, and said, how's your day? He said, ugly. The 10-year note moved one-eighth, right? It moved 13 basis points yesterday. That is not normal. The mortgage industry is getting hammered. We've talked about it. Supply, demand, destruction, it is happening. Something else we are seeing, the powers that be are punishing investors. They are punishing you and me. What I am seeing more and more as an opportunity, and I'm so thankful uh, to, for example, Stephen Dow for coming on today, the non-QM lending space is going to be important. Yes, even if you're a new investor and you haven't got your 10 properties, They are layering on fees and expenses. They are clearly trying to pick winners and losers. They want owner ox. They don't want investors. The delta between non-QM and traditional financing is getting smaller and smaller. Non-QM allows you to borrow in entities, non-season entities. It's just a lot of great stuff. And I'm so thankful to have uh, Velocity Mortgage and Convoy Home Loans, a part of the channel, not to mention Matt, the mortgage guy. Sometimes it feels good 
to be ahead of the game. And folks, there are playlists on this channel from all of those different experts you can go back and listen to. Something I thought was interesting. I read a note the other day about mortgage rates at 5% hurting the wealthy. I had to dig into that a little bit because I think between you and I, we would think the wealthy's got the cash. Who really cares? Well, it turns out that the wealthy may not buy that second or third or fourth vacation home. That's really what the article was talking about. But what does this mean for you and me? There are probably cities or areas in the country that are very second home in nature. If you're in one of those areas, sounds like uh, the rich may back off for a little while. So this is very, very interesting to think about. Larry Summers, somebody who I appreciate because he is not swayed by politics, at least in my opinion. He has come out and agreed with me. So, Larry, thank you very much for watching my channel. I appreciate it. Uh, recession is the most likely outcome. The soft landing mumbo jumbo is nice in theory. It may work in a textbook, but it doesn't work in an economy who has pumped $9 trillion in money. Inflation is and has always been, as I have said now 50 times in the last six months, a monetary phenomenon. Too much money chasing too few goods. The Federal Reserve crushed risk for two years. Risk was zero. So you had companies do stupid things. You had investors do stupid things. You had people buying apartment buildings at a two and a half cap. That is dumb. And there will be a price to be paid. And I agree. A recession is coming. I have a playlist called Whiteboard. I stand by my 2022 and 2023 predictions. Go check it out. Wow. I read an article about Texas. I've been asked about investing in Texas for 15 years. As you all know, probably by now, I chose to invest in California. Uh, during the peak run-up when I was looking to 1031 out of houses, Olivia and I took several plane trips to Texas, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, I think even Houston, if I remember correctly. And uh, what always came back to me is that property taxes reset every year. So you may have cash flow and then it's gone next year or the year after. I had never thought I would love Prop 13 so much in California. So yeah, looks like property taxes are causing some serious pain in Texas, really hurting cash flow uh, for investors. So be careful, no alligators. Consumer sentiment came out yesterday and actually improved from, what was it? So that was March, improved from February. The outlook for the economy improved and your personal financial expectations improve. So those are the two main uh, survey points or questions that were up uh, you know, report to report. Adjustable rate mortgages. I found an article from the Mortgage Bankers Association. The week ending April 8th. So this is about a week old. The week ending April 8th. Adjustable rate mortgage applications, so these are just apps, these are not approvals, applications, went up 7.4%. Now, as we always talk about, when you hear percentages, you got to step back. 
7.4% increase on applications off a small number, not horribly concerning. The trend is concerning. This is something we have to watch and something I will be asking Matt, the mortgage guy, about probably every week or every other week because it is important to watch this. As a, as a resident of California my entire life, uh, I want to thank Diane Feinstein for her service. Uh, it appears, folks, again, people in her camp, so these are not on the other aisle, people in her camp are very concerned. It appears that her um, mental uh, faculties aren't what they used to be. It happens as we all get older. This is not unique to Diane. Uh, but I, I want to thank her for her decades of service. And Diane, Miss Miss uh, Feinstein, sometimes you got to know when to go. And uh, I wish you all the best. And um, please take care of yourself. Folks, it is Good Friday. I'm going to try to give you a list of good news. I feel like we've been talking about bad news a lot. So, folks. Let's, let's see if I can't spin some good news for you. One, I suspect your savings rate, the rate that you are paid on your savings, might go up 500%. Remember that little thing we just talked about, percentages? But still, your savings rate might go up 500%. Shoot, it might go up 1,000% this year. I think most savings accounts today are paid 0.06. I believe that's the average I saw. I could be wrong. It wouldn't shock me if we are all paid 1%. Let's just say for easy math, you are paid 0.05% today, and it goes up to 1%. That is a 20x percent increase. So, folks, you might be paid 20x on your savings this year. Congratulations. That's, of course, by the end of the year. Number two, if the move up buyers soften, as I have said repeatedly is going to happen, it might be a better opportunity for you to house hack bigger homes, right? I don't think there's any question that the affordable first time home is going to stay white, hot, white, hot, white, hot, but there may be a gap in the market where we have luxury and first time home buyers. There may be this soft area where it might be awesome for you and your college roommates or your whoever to house hack pretty nice homes. I think that could happen. So enjoy. Congratulations. Do the work. Find the deals. Number three, I think manufacturing jobs are going to come back to the United States. I don't know what the percentage be but I would be shocked if it's not up 10 or 20% by the end of the year. I think it is obvious now that we have allowed our supply chain to be outsourced to people that don't like us and that that is probably a very stupid idea. It will take years to unwind in its entirety, but I think it is very clear that more and more manufacturing jobs are coming home. Yes, that is a good thing. Again, I don't have a dog in this fight, but I think it is very obvious that student loans, at least portions of it, will be, I don't know what it's called, forgiven, voided, whatever. Again, I'm not saying it's right. I just think it's coming. So again, if you are someone in you or someone in your family has student debt, 
they might get a break sometime this year. And oh, by the way, it might might right it might be before the midterm elections. I'm just saying. Um, I do believe that government programs for first-time home buyers are coming. It is now unaffordable. Uh, the affordability index is falling across the country, and I do believe the powers that be will create a program sometime between now and the end of the year. Uh, I do believe that both rent and appreciation will flatline. What we have seen the last two years is abnormal. What we have seen the last two years is not healthy. I do not believe we are going to have a crash, but I could easily imagine that uh, appreciation and rent only, only go up with inflation. It could be one or two points above or below inflation. We will not see 20% increases again. That is not healthy. That is bad. We, we won't have that happen. For you and me, investors, I believe it will be 10x easier for us to get deals. As transactions fall, crash, whatever you want to call it, you and I are going to be left with a pool of listings that has a larger percentage of motivated sellers. Last year, we did 6 million transactions. 6.6 if you add new and existing. We're probably going to do something closer to 4 million. There will be motivated sellers. There will be probate deals. There will be divorce. There will be job transfers. There will be job loss. We're going to be able to find more motivated sellers. And when you find a motivated seller, you can get a deal. And if you know how to creatively finance the deal, you may be able to get into a deal with very little down subject to things of that nature. This is going to be an exciting year for real estate investors. I want you to hear me. 10x easier does not mean easy. It just means easier. So be careful. Wage increases, 5.6% last reading. I do not believe we are done. And I think wage increases continue to go up uh, from here. I do believe we are in a wage inflation spiral uh, as we go forward. Shoot. You can make 110 grand a year being a rookie driver for Walmart. I have no idea what truck driver jobs pay, but making 110 grand a year, year one, to drive a semi, that seems like a pretty good salary to me. And then finally, if you've been following this channel and you got your powder dry, right? You did cash out refis right before the rates went up, which I told you I was doing. I recommended that you did. You have dry powder. You may, be, you may need to sit on it for a year, but I do think motivated sellers are coming and I look forward to finding them. Uh, mortgage origination. I don't know if you know this, but mortgage origination in 2021 was a $4 trillion business. Four with a T. It is probably going to be a 2.5 or 2.6 trillion dollar business. Folks, that is a 35% fall and it wouldn't shock me if it's down closer to 40 or 50%. But again, that is opportunity. Again, if you watch this channel, we took early action. We got ready for this together. Now we are going to take advantage on the other side as well. So, the week ahead, 
a lot of important earnings. Earnings are going to start rolling out uh, for us, and we're going to get a feeling. I, again, am not so interested about Q1. I want to know about the future. Wells Fargo last week was the biggest one for us. Wells Fargo said mortgage demand is down 35%. More importantly, I told you earlier in the week, one of these big five banks is going to highlight mortgage loans, and I was right. I like being right. It's fun. It's fun. So again, we got Monday. We have Bank of America. Again, I think Bank of America will be like Wells Fargo and say, hey, rates are up. We will have more carried interest, but our loan originations are way down. Tuesday, we have Netflix. Folks, Netflix bombed last quarter. We will see what happens here. And IBM. We have Tesla on Wednesday. All of you Tesla freaks out there, you will get your earnings on Wednesday. United Airlines, we are going to hear about summer travel and higher ticket prices. And Procter & Gamble, what is going on with food stocks. Thursday, we have AT&T. And Friday, we will have American Express. So lots of exciting stuff next week. Uh, Let's see. I think Monday is going to be the big day. Bank of America is one that I want. So again, folks, a lot of great stuff going on. It is Good Friday. Hopefully, it is a long weekend for you. Take care. Do the work. Get a buy box. If you want to change your financial future, buy the course below, how to get started one rental at a time. Get your money right, whatever you'd like. Let's have some fun. And lastly, one sec. I get asked a lot about our story. Uh, There was somebody that commented yesterday about, hey, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You're the same idiots that got burned in the 08 crash. Well, folks, I wrote a book called One Rental at a Time that highlights how we got out at the peak. I was not impacted. In fact, we did extremely well. So before you try to disparage my name, learn the story. There's a link below. And if you're already in the game, this is the book I wrote for you. 15 Conversations with Millionaires. This book is for you. 15 different stories. We do have Meet Kevin, April Crosley, Jason Pritchard. And many, many, many more folks in here. Uh, So go read their stories. See how they became real estate millionaires. Again, link below. Take care. Have a wonderful day. Bye.